With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live, it's live. right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio it's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice, to The Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's up, everybody? This is John and Sequoia Howard of the Agape Music Group. Hey, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Let's get it. Let's go. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with your truly the Thomas voice by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! Nominated Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPV Radio. No, I understand completely what you're saying. What I'm saying though is, how do you become this great artist and you got all these issues, all these problems? My main focus is my vocal situation. Like, it's, it's really hard to deal with. One moment I'm singing and doing high notes, and then the next I'm just, I'm constricted. And that's all I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. You, you think I should continue on, I shouldn't give up. But how do you do that when you have so many sessions? And I have an album coming out. Like, how do you do that? And 
I do understand you though when you say um, to just try. And so I guess I can't do nothing but that. Just try. Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPB Radio. 
afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Saturday's Buffet. Welcome to the place of change. Welcome to the place of you can be free to be who you are. Welcome to the place where Jesus uh, is uh, lifted, celebrated, and not tolerated, but celebrated and embraced and depended upon. (laughs) We're the secretary and he's the boss. He's the head one in charge of our lives and of this uh, radio show. We welcome all you who are listening on today, and we pray that something is said that will be beneficial to your everyday walk and way of life. Hello, Pastor Chris. How are you today? I am ready to knock devil's head clean off today. So I'm going to try (laughs) to keep my composure, ladies, but I've been through a week and I don't have time for the devil's game. So I'm ready, locked and loaded. So let's get it. Let's go. I'm going to try my best to stir you up because I'm like you. Uh, I do not have patience for what the enemy is doing in our lives. So much wickedness, so much evil is showing its ugly head in our societies, in our communities on today. It is time to wreak uh, havoc on the, the kingdom of darkness and to lift up the kingdom of light that somebody that's blind will be able to see, somebody who's deaf will be able to hear, somebody who's lame will be able to walk, and somebody who's sick will be healed. That's what time it is. That's what we're about on the buffet on today. Uh, so, Tracy, how you be today? Oh, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> how y'all doing? Girl, we have been having a difficult time this week just staying above water. And you know what, Sister Tracy, what we found out, we thought we was in an ocean, but actually all we had to do was stand up. And what do we have to stand up on? Stand up on the promises of God, which are yea and amen. But the enemy come and tell us so many lies that we believe sometimes the wrong report. So just want to know how have your week been, uh, Sister Well, I have had um, actually a good week this week. Um, my uh, week ended with a job offer for a promotion. So I have wow. had a good week. Awesome. God has and been you know good. What? That, is, that is great news. Uh, um, Brother Chris and I have not had such such a, a delightful week. But what we learned is that even though we went through, we got through. We're, we're here today. We're still standing. And we're still standing amen. on the promises of God, which are yea and amen. I am uh, delighted, privileged, honored to be in the presence of the chef again on today. Uh, sad to say this will be my last um, uh, 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 broadcast with her in person. It has been it's been quite delightful to be here and to be with all these little prophets and and apostles that's in her home. <laughs> Sister Tree, uh, uh, what's that boy named Prince? Now that's a force to be reckoned with right there. And then the mama of the group, Miss Zion. And then we have the uh, the prophet in the house that would be Aiden. And uh, they are delightful children to be around. I find myself over here 
instead of coming to keep company with the chef, I've been over here playing with the babies for three, and it's been uh, <laughs> delightful. But uh, we have the we have the chef now with a handful of sweet potato pie crust. So, um, chef, would you like to greet the people when you wipe your hands on your apron? There? Good morning, good morning, good afternoon to some. Hey, guys, everybody. I hear uh, Pastor Chris got his boxing gloves on. And, yep. And he got his, his uh, spatula in one hand, and yep. he's ready to do some damage, some, some damage today, some whooping today. Well, mm-hmm. we just grateful, thank God, that we're here and able to still, yeah. still do the work yeah. of God. Not because of, but in spite of. Amen. So this is a blessing and an honor to be here. And my expectation is high today, as always, in what God is doing. Amen. You know, we can't look at the circumstance. We can't look at where we're at. That's we right. have to keep our eyes on God, who is doing the work in and through us. Man, that's now that's mm-hmm. the appetite. We ain't ate yet. That's just that stuff they put on the table right before you get your, your meal. You get your glass of water and a little appetizer, and that's an appetizer. And I'm looking at these pie shells, so it means some sweet potato pie is in my near future. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, Pastor Chris, my week is starting yes, to brighten ma'am. up already. My, my, my week is mm-hmm. already starting to brighten up. Yes. Uh, we we looking, uh, Sister Tree, Pastor Chris, and Sister Roberta, we're looking at, still looking at love. Because out of everything that we've been doing this week, if love had been leading the hearts of those that we had encountered, We'd be in a better frame of mind on today. So we have to learn personally how we need to walk in love ourselves so that when we encounter these um, adverse situations, that we'll handle them the way God would have us to handle them instead of the way we deem necessary. Looking at Psalms 90, looking at Psalms 90, Sister Roberta has an amazing commentary uh, that talks about uh, what Psalms 90 is, is, is about. And the writer says that uh, death, 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 and more death. Obituaries are the common item of news. Spanning of graves has become normal. And I, no matter whether you live in North Carolina, South Carolina, Michigan, or Texas, we all have experienced the, the death toll rising. When I first moved to South Carolina, you know, where I live, and I'm sure where Sister Tree lives, and maybe even where you live too, Pastor Chris, we bury behind the church. A lot of people bury members of, of their family behind the churches. When I first moved yes. there, I passed by uh, this church on my road, several churches on my road leading to my house. I passed by these churches several times a day. Every time I leave my house, I pass by one or two of those churches. When I first moved there, you barely noticed the grave site behind the church. Because at that time, it may have been 20 graves back there, maybe, and they were scattered. Now, you can't help but pay attention because you've got all of these flowers, fresh flowers, behind these graves. And every week or so, those flowers expand. And it's not family members coming back to redress the graves. It is fresh dug graves that we are seeing. And so when this writer, and more death, well, we can understand that. And obituaries, every time, by me uh, being a past uh, 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 resident of Michigan, I often look at Michigan residents just to see if there's someone that I know is passing. 
And some days I, I open up that obituary and there are five names there. And sometimes I go back that evening to check it again and there are three names added. So we're we're living right where this writer is talking. And so what are, what are we what are we to do? That's my Sunday text for this week. Talking about it's time to gather, saints. It is time for the saints of God to gather. Do anybody besides me sense that we need to be gathering some things in this hour? And somebody might ask, mm. what do we need to gather? Well, right now, a lot of people in this world, saints and sinners alike, are full of fear. So I would suggest that we would need to gather faith in God. Can anybody identify with that? Amen. I'm talking, yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Um we we really have to get to a point where we stop focusing on what's going on around us and we totally right. set our set our sight on the cross and and the path that God has set for us. Um we are like you said, we all know someone, you know, have witnessed some some things from death, uh, to people losing jobs, to people losing homes, you know. Um, this, this displacement, you know, in our lives. But even through that, we have to trust God and trust his plan. So the mm-hmm. focus should not be on what we see, but the focus should be on what God sees for us and through us. And I think that's part of where we fall short, you know, as Christians. We want to get caught up in, but this isn't, this isn't happening for me right now or, or, or whatever, you know, the, the case may be. And it, it's about what God has for us and his timing, you know, and things are going to come along uh, along the path. He tests us <laughs> to see where we are going to cast our cares. Are we going to cast our cares on the things that we see or are we going to cast our cares and our hopes on him? So it, it's not mm. about, you know, what the what the – the natural eye sees, you know, I've gone through some things in my life that I know the enemy meant to tear me apart, mm. to tear me down. Mm. I know that was his <laughs> his plan, but God's plan was for me to go through it and mm. trust him. I have to see the end at the beginning. So we have to mm. know that no matter what I go through, at the end of it, God is still with me. He walked with me. He carried me. He held my mm. hand. But I know that I can get through it because I have him. Amen. But, Sister Chief, you had that before that storm came. Can you imagine what a person is going through that didn't develop that walk with God, and now they're in the midst of a storm, and they're trying to hold their shutters on their house and believe God all at mm-hmm. the same time? Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I cannot because. Yeah, yeah, and we have to try to have an answer for them. And it's hard to speak to somebody who's trying to to, uh, manipulate uh, staying together when they continue to fall apart. So we want to try to help those people today. It is not too late to gain great faith in God, but you're going to have to work. You're not going to get great faith in God by eating a cupcake, drinking a glass of milk, and saying, I believe in God. I believe in God. Ten times and, and, and what you talk, clicking your heel, that's not how it comes. Ooh. It comes because Lord in that mercy. storm, you have to make up your mind. You know what? Come hell or high water, I'm going to trust God. Whether I Amen. live or die, that's it. I got to trust God. I have nothing else. Go ahead, baby. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. 
I got to trust God. So I, I cannot imagine myself going through the things that I went through without him because I, me, wanted to give up. I wanted to walk away. I wanted to say the heck with this. It ain't worth it. But when I held on to his unchanging hand, his unchanging hand, he saw me through it because his word stands. No matter what you're going through, his word stands. So we stand on that thing. That's the greatest foundation you could ever have is his word. So to those who don't know him, and it's interesting because I've had to speak to some people through the pandemic and different things that happened that didn't know Christ. And so when they were like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, my, <laughs> my <laughs> advice is what you better do is get to know Jesus. What you need Amen. to do is go taste and see that the Lord is good. Because I can tell you, see, I went through this trial and I'm very transparent about my life. You know, the things that I went through. And the hurts and the hurdles, you know, I'm very transparent about it because I feel like it's going to help somebody. So I say to them, let me tell you about this time that this happened to me and how God got me through it, how I would have failed and how I would have died without him in my life. So that's the biggest thing. We have to introduce Jesus to them, introduce the faith walk to them so they can get to know the God that we know. That's 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 awesome, Tree. And that you know, and thinking about the storms, you know, how do you uh, help a person? First of all, when you're in a storm, what's the first thing the person's out in the in a storm? What's the first thing you tell them to find shelter? Shelter. That's right. To find shelter. You know, if you're in the storm, you got to find shelter. You got to find a safe place. To weather the rain from beating on you, the wind from blowing, the debris, debris, and all this that's that's, that's uh, coming, you got to find shelter first. And what is the shelter? The shelter is just like you told them. Jesus is our refuge. He's our shelter. Now, uh, in order to 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 you know, because you're upset, you're at a place where it seems like nothing working. Everything I do is just Lord. What do, what you know? You even not in Lord, you know, because I've been in a storm without Christ as well, you know, and had people telling me, you know, well, you know, you gotta you gotta let God handle it. You gotta, but because I didn't want to do it, then I stayed in the rain. The wind blew. The wind was blowing me every which way, but but loose. The water was beating down on me without Christ. But I had to go back to, like you said, I had to, okay, first of of all, I got to find shelter. I got to get out of the rain. I got to get away from the wind because, you know, when the wind is blowing in the rain, it brings what? Fear. It makes you afraid. I'm afraid. And that's what that's what is, is geared to do. A storm is geared to to bring fear inside of you. You know, the, you know, when they start telling you, hey, it's so many miles out, the wind is blowing, blah, 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 100 miles an hour, you know, well, who, who can stand this? Who can go through? Who's going to be able to? I can't, you know, if I go out that wind blowing at 100, boom, it's going to smack me and smack trees and everything. But first of all, we have to learn how to come, come out of the rain. We have to get shelter. And our shelter is Jesus, is the Lord. You know, in this in this chapter, it says that, Lord, you have been our dwelling place. So I got to mm. learn how to stay there. How long do I stay here? I stay here till the, till the storm clear. 
even when you have a storm, a natural disaster, they tell you don't go out there. There are uh, live wires. There are this and that. Don't go out. It's not safe. So I can't go out. I can't go out. I got to stay in the dwelling place. I got to stay with God. I got to stay with him. It's not, okay, I start and stop. No, I got to stay. Does it feel good? No. Why? Because I can't see anything. That's mm. where your faith kicks you. The trust. You can't see your way. And that's what that's what a storm does. A storm brings fear. And you know what fear does? Fear tells you everything that's not happening to you. It tells you what could happen. Well, you know, you can, you know, this can happen. You can lose your house. You can lose this, you know, this to happen. That It always brings on things that are not happening. That's what fear does. Brings you in the, in, in the realm of, okay, putting your mind in a, a, of doubt, of unbelief, unsafety. You know, this could have happened, but it didn't. God is our sustainer. God is the one going to keep us, you know. Does a storm hurt? A storm is terrible. It hurts. Especially a, a, a fight, spiritual fight. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my God. You can't see the blows. You can't see the wind, but you can feel it. And you're, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Now, the world says, go get you, go get you a bottle a wine. I get you some, some they call it ooh weed today. Go get you something to smoke to calm your nerves. <laughs> My God. To calm your nerves. You know, because you need, temporary, you need, you need something. Temporary, temporary help, fix. Right? <laughs> a temporary fix. Calm your nerves. But he don't tell you that the thing you use to calm your nerves is going to create a bigger problem later. Oof. That's a Chris? Oh, my God. Uh, see, see, see. Uh, I'm a... I'm I'm trying to be whew, I'm trying to be very very nice. In a storm we don't have to be nice. Storms are not nice. <laughs> Storms are not nice, <laughs> They're not nice. Are you talking about storms? Yeah. Well, he got to make sure he don't take a storm to solve a storm, because that just creates two. Yeah, you take a storm to solve a storm. Don't do that. But you have to go to that drilling place. Yeah, I like that. Gee. And turn a home. Well, but sometimes we don't want to go there. That's good. We kind of want to handle That's things good. ourselves. What we do, we want to handle it. We mess up. You want to handle yourself? <laughs> Yeah, we mess up. Because we mad, babe. But you stay where you are. You but I'm crying. Me. I'm broken. I, I got a knife in my hand, and I can. His back is turned. I can get him. Ooh. But in getting him, like I just said, <laughs> he can't hardly breathe. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Pastor Chris? See, uh, I understand. Like when you are a believer. Not someone that just goes to church on occasion. Not someone that just goes through the motions. But when you are going through the process and you understand that God has something bigger for you 
that you can even comprehend or imagine. Mm -hmm. It's quite funny how your natural life takes a dramatic turn for the worse. Uh oh. See, see, yeah, yeah, exactly. See, nobody wants to nobody wants to preach about that part. No one Mm -hmm. wants to say anything about that part. But you came to the right today because Mm -hmm. Pastor Chris is on fire right now. See, what I understand about this walk with Christ, it's not about me. Uh-oh. Mm. See, what I mm. understand about Christ is not about how I feel. Uh-oh. See, this thing that we do when we have a gopping love towards someone yes. or people that can stab you in the back one minute, then mm. smile in your face the next minute, oh, how do we continue Yes, how do we continue to stay focused on Mm -hmm. God when the storms Mm -hmm. of life are raging around you Mm -hmm. and you feel like, yes, picking up the bottle and going straight to Hemtown and taking it right to the head so you can match the emotions. See, y'all not talking to me this morning, but I understand something. When it comes to the growth of Christ, it is not going to be easy. Everybody tells you it's some cake and rolls and and rainbows and unicorns. I'm sorry, baby. This walk ain't about unicorns and rainbows. It's about getting you Christ right. Uh-oh, what does that mean? Well, we cannot be Christ or ever be Christ because this body is what? Sin. But as we continue to draw closer to him relationally, we become Christ-like. So what happens to your natural life when you become Christ-like? I don't think you're going to like this, uh, uh, ladies. I, I think you're going to probably have to escort me out uh, with security, with the kitchen staff. You might have to call them because I'm about to light this thing on fire. See, we understand one thing. When it comes to loving in the natural and the spiritual, it is the same thing. Uh-oh. Let me say that one more time. When it comes to the natural and the spiritual, the love that we're developing becomes the same thing. Okay, what are you talking about, Pastor Chris? That makes no sense. Well, let me enlighten you. See, as you grow, all of you becomes less of you. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, let me say that slower. All of you become less of you. See, what happens is you start dying to the will of God. You start dying in the will of who? The Father. You start living in the love of who? God. You start loving in the will of who? Jesus, the Son. See, we have to understand that this flesh will always be in battle of things of the Spirit. But when God has called you to a thing, oh, my God. When God has called you to a direct assignment, all hell in your life is going to break loose. I guarantee you. But in this afternoon, in this buffet, I challenge all of you that are going through the storm. God is not through. He is trying to press all that mess in your life and allow you to draw closer to who he is. And when you give up yourself, my God, when you give up yourself, God will break the chain of bondage, 
spiritual wickedness and high places in your life, but you've got to let go. Will you feel some kind of way about it? Absolutely. You want to take the reins and run with it? Absolutely. But I tell you one thing. When you give up yourself, my God, when you give up who you are and you let God take control of it, I guarantee you that he will move people in your circle that you never thought, oh, my God, that will, you never thought would be in your circle. He will move those rocks around and have them be in your favor. Those same people that talk about you, that talk behind your back, Called you a nothing, a nobody, and so forth. It's those same people that's going to bless your life and elevate you in the kingdom. But we have to die to this wicked heart of self and be selfless and become Christ-like. Let me drop this mic. See, y'all, y'all don't want to mess with me this morning. I am on fire. So y'all better take this before we don't have church. Back to you. That's awesome, Pastor Chris. That's that girl in place. That getting in that place. That's why when after a storm you don't come out. Yeah. You stay in that drilling place so that all of that can come out of you. And when we're going That's through good. God is after me in you. I, the me, the I. So he's trying to trying to uh kill that I, that mm-hmm. big I so that he can come forth. And the things we're, the, we're we're talking about the pain of our our flesh, our emotions, our feeling, the way I feel, the way they treated me. Mm-hmm. This, you know, but that's all flesh. Woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. But uh, God is after that. He's after that that spirit of you. That he's he's coming after uh, uh, the Christ in you. Yeah. And the only way he can get rid of the Christ in you, the flesh in you has to die. That Jesus had to die in order to be resurrected. So, so in order for us to be the resurrection power to come forth, that has to take place. That death has to take place in our flesh, in this constantly flesh. We're constantly dying daily. Do we want to? Mm-hmm. No, because, mm-hmm. well, you know, we're used mm-hmm. to having our way and doing things out. But God is after something. When things come upon us and we're going through things, he's after something much greater than we can think or imagine. Because why? He's a spirit, and he's after the spirit of you. Mm-hmm. The blessed of you, you know, is already, you know, we say, you know, the scripture says we've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not I, but the life I now live, I live by the Son of God who gave himself for me. Then, okay, if I'm living mm-hmm. by the Son of God who gave himself for me, so whatever happens, it's happened to give him glory. Yeah. You know, and that's that drilling place. When we stay in that drilling place. Don't come out. Don't come out of the storm. So often we come out of the storm too soon. Yes. And then we get those we get those live walks. Yeah. Those live wires that have that that, the that tremors come back. Yes, come back. And that's what's happening. God wanna get that's rid good. of that. He wanna clean all that up mm-hmm. in our life. All that junk. Wow. So that when he raised us up, we don't have to go back. Mm-hmm. But we'll be raised up. We'll have resurrection power raised up to, to give him glory that he was shot. And people, you know, when, when, when the haters come, mm. we don't even see them, don't even imagine. They don't we, matter. They don't matter to us. Why? Because we are dead in that situation. Mm-hmm. Non-factor. Man, and, and you know what I think about when Pastor Chris was going forward, I saw Tree smiling face. I saw her smiling face looking like a baby doll in the face. But then nobody, everybody say, well, I would like to be like Tree. I want what Tree have, but do you want to pay the price Tree pays? 
And that's Ooh, the part that we don't that. think about. You Ooh, better say that. Think about. That smile that tree got, it's paper. It's blood ball. Now, if I'm willing to go through what she went through, then I'm qualified to get what she got. But until I get to the place where I want what took her to, to what it took for her to be who she is, because that's just not her mom and daddy coming together, you know, on, mm-hmm. on a one night stand or whatever it was. That's not that. Oh, she was in love. She she corrected me. That's not her mom and daddy. But that's not that. That is the, that is the things that God allowed and permitted on her path to make her who she is. So when we're in these places where we're being made, you know, it takes pressure to put together uh, to to clean up a diamond. You gotta go in. You gotta go in that ass, that muck and mar to get that diamond. And when you pick that diamond up, if you don't have trained eyes, you don't even know what you got. You'll pick that up and start casting it on the river because you think it's just an ordinary stone. <laughs> but it's not. It's a diamond in the rough. And God knows exactly how to take the diamond out of the rough and put it in the jewelry store. I just got that, y'all. I just got that. Jesus, I just got that. I love it. He knows how to present us in the jewelry store. He knows what light to cast on us. Whoa, Jesus, come on here and get this thing. I can't do it no more. Jesus. You know, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, uh, sister, my mom said something that was awesome. She said, that's where the dwelling is when Pastor Chris yeah. was going forth so strong. And, you know, what we do as saints, we tend to, once God gives us what we ask him for, we leave the dwelling place. Come on now. Because I've got what I want. I've got what I need. <laughs> Once Ooh. God gives us what we ask for, we leave the dwelling place. So uh, let's just be real. How many of us have prayed for something? We were going through a storm. God was our hedge of protection, and he gave us above what we asked for. Then we get comfortable. We Ooh, get relaxed. Jesus. You know, and we relax. Instead of staying mm. as high, you see, as amped up as you were a little while Come ago, on. that's the amp, that's mm. the dwelling place that God wants Come us on. to remain in. But we, I gotta read, wait, three, wait, three, we, three, three. You said we relax and we remain. He wants us to remain, and then I see relax. We to relax. Oh yes. my God! Come on, that's mm. it, that's it. But He wants us to stay right there, stay right that's here, good. because this is where you get. Your love. This is where you get your fuel. This is where you get your strength. This is it right here. This is the place that he wants us to remain. But we, you know, no, God, I got that. (laughs) I conquered that. I did that. You ain't do nothing. If not for the God inside of you, you would have lost your mind. You would not have made it out of that situation. So stay in the dwelling place. Don't get comfortable. Don't ever get satisfied because it's never enough. You always need more of God. So that's where he wants us to be. Mm -hmm. Abide.
Because, you know, as you were talking, I started thinking about even my situation with my job. I had applied for jobs, different jobs, and it was never the one. And then when this one came along and I applied, it was it was just different. I had a peace, and I rested in him. You know, and God, I, I told my mom a couple weeks ago, and I was like, hmm. I was like, uh, I was asking God the other day. When is when is the job coming? And God said, in my timing, in my timing. Wow. 
And so it's interesting because when the lady from Human Resources called to ask me if I was still interested in the position, I said, yeah. And she said, I'm so sorry. She said, I had to go on leave abruptly, unexpectedly, and the person who was covering for me should have called you three weeks ago to offer me a job. And she said, and when I got back and I saw that he hadn't called you, you were the first person that I called. And I started laughing on the inside because three weeks ago was my birthday party when God made a move and changed lives. So that was disrupted what God wanted to happen. So even it's the small things that are so big when you look at God and his timing and how intentional he is about your life and the call and the purpose that he has on your life. Because Mm -hmm. this is the thing. My boss called me and he said, I'm so happy for you. He said, but what am I going to do? He said, you're the place that I go to. You're the person that I go to when I need to talk, when I need to just unravel. And you always, he said, no matter how upset I am, you always give me peace. So I understood in that moment. I'm like, okay, God. And, you know, I said, what do I say? And I said, Dr. So-and-so, I said, every time you came to me, we prayed. And I said, so I've given you what you need. You now need Mm -hmm. to go to Jesus because it was never about me. It was never about me. It was about me introducing you to Jesus, introducing Mm -hmm. you to the person that can make a way out of no way. Because it wasn't me that gave you the peace. It was God. Mm -hmm. And so now my assignment is over. But what I did over the years, I watched so many people come and go. And at, at one point I was like, Lord, okay. All right, I was helping pray for them. Okay, Lord, they got a job. All right, they got a promotion. All right, and I was still there. But God had an assignment. He had an assignment on my life. And I had to be there for people to help them, to introduce them to the King of Kings, to introduce them to the Lord of Lords, to introduce them to their Redeemer and their Savior, their Healer. Uh, Many times in that office, we straight went for prayer. Let's take it to the throne and let's see what God has to say about it. So we have to, to, to just get to a place in our lives where it's about, okay, Lord, where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to be? His timing is so perfect because, guys, I applied for a job that was in one region that I thought I was going to work for. When they called to offer me the job, it's no longer in that region. They created another position <laughs> for me. Ooh, I went to work virtually at home, 100% at my house. But let's look, look, wow. look, look, y'all, hold on. Y'all, where was my mm. birthday party? Where was my birthday in party? In Miami. Miami. Oh, oh, oh. In Miami, right? Oh. Okay. Yeah. I prayed and I asked God. Where do you want me to have my party? And God said, Miami. Well, guess where my job is going to be based out of? But I'm going to be sitting in my house right here in North Carolina. Miami. So my job will Miami. be based out of Miami, Florida. Look at God. Look at God. Whoa. I like this game. Look at God. I like this game. Milo. Wow. I like this not game. Not me. Mm, not mm, my doing. Mm, totally mm. not my doing. Just me saying, Lord, what would you have for me to do? How would you have for me to do this thing? And him just showing up and showing out in such a miraculous way. Like only God can do. 
That's all he can do. Y'all, oh. I'm not smart enough. I'm not big enough to come up with oh. any of this. It had to be wow. orchestrated by the most oh. high. It had to be. Oh. Somebody's spirit. Mm. I'm turn the music on. Somebody's spirit ought to be just jumping all across the room by now because what we are hearing is God does not forget about those that will that will dare to ask Him for instructions and follow faith. So it's mm. simple. It's, it's difficult to do, but it sounds simple when we just say, "Okay, Lord, where, where I go? Miami. When do I go there? Thursday. How long I stay till Sunday?" You know, it's, it's those seem mm. like very simple instructions, but when God tells us to do them, we add challenge to it because we add our flesh to it. I don't like Miami. Oof. They they too expensive. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't have no gas money. We go to adding problems to God, God God's instructions. Mm. And if God tells you to go to Miami, that's God's responsibility to send you there, to provide for My you God. to get there. But we make this thing hard. And so the buffet mm. today, is, is, is designed to stir your faith. One 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 thing, we want to stir up the, 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 the faith of God and your spirit man inside of you because that's where the real action takes place. It is not about um, the physical things in our life. It's not about me putting makeup on you, making you feel cute. Because you, mm. you might be cute for four, five hours. But you got to take that makeup off before you go to bed. Otherwise, you're going to put makeup all on your pillow. But we, don't, we want okay. to stir up something in you today. Well, when you go to bed, you stain it, but you want to stain it because it's called the anointing. Mm. You want that leaking out of you. You want that dripping on somebody. You want somebody to lay down where you laid down and get up whole. Yeah, you want that. You want your shadow to bless somebody's mind from being in chaos to being in order. You want that. But there is a price for it. It is called obedience. It is called making Oof. a commitment to God and, and walking in that commitment. It is called believing in God. And when you believe in a thing, Sister Tree, Pastor Chris, and Sister Roberta, what we truly believe in, we're going to act on. Now, I, I ain't even got to ask nobody for that one. What I believe mm. in, I'm going to act upon. If I get in a car and I believe the brakes work, when I get to the stop sign, I'm, I'm going to do what? I'm going to apply those brakes. If I believe that gas pedal would take me faster than 30 miles an hour and I want to go 40, I'm going to press the gas pedal. So what we believe in, we will commit to. We will utilize it. We will use it. And that's the only way we're going to find out if what we have doesn't work. We have to apply it. And when it doesn't work, if you really want to use it, we don't stop right there, Tree. We don't apply the brakes and say, oh, they didn't, they didn't work. I'm coming up to a stop sign. <laughs> I'm finna pump these jokes. Mm. I'm finna pump these brakes. I need to stop at the stop sign. I need this to work for me. So when we get desperate, that's what I hear. When we get desperate to operate the things of God, we won't just test them out. We won't just try them out. We will begin to apply them to the best of our ability to our everyday walk. That's what we'll do. Listen, Pastor Chris, you got one of the most wonderful songs because uh, I don't know if Sister Roberta read the first verse where it says, Lord, you have always been our eternal home, our hiding place from generation to generation. God has always been there. This ain't no new, this ain't nothing new. This ain't, oh, I've never seen this before. No, we, we, this has always been available to us. He's always yeah. been our dwelling place. We just can dwell yeah. there. You know why? Because it felt good flesh-wise, 
to dwell over there. Because over there, else. my flesh was entertained. <laughs> right. But when I came over here, I had to get real and look in the mirror and face that guy that's looking back at me. And nobody really wants to face him. Because that, that challenges mm. us to have to do what, guys? Change. Oh, my God. A cuss word. A cuss word. When I face mm. the guy in the mirror and I face him truthfully, I realize he has blemishes. He has scars. He has marks. He has things that need to be uh, cared for. I don't want to care. I want to go back over there where I'm carefree, so I think. But I'm paying a greater price over there than I do over here because over here is already paid for in full. All I have to do is come along and say, yes, over there, I got to sell my soul. Now, now, look at here. Look at here. Look at here. Over there, I'm selling my soul. Over here, I'm, I'm getting a renewed spirit. Over here, my soul is secure. Over there, my soul, my soul is being sold, S-O-L-D. It don't take a rocket scientist to figure out which position is the best one for me. Pastor Chris, you got one of the most wonderful songs that ties into what we're trying to develop, uh, develop with the people today. And I'll read it again. Lord, you've always, always is a long time, ain't it? Is that a few mm-hmm. weeks? Lord, you've always been our eternal home. Now that says that when something happens to us, and people don't have to come to our home going, uh, crying on our suit, weeping mm. on our makeup, laying all in our casket. That's just a shell. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not there. I'm gone. I'm in this eternal home. He's always been our hiding place from generation to generation. It didn't say from uh, last year to this year. It said generation to generation. That's eternal. That's, that's forever. Again, that's a long time. It says, Teresa, if you if you are good with, with what has been said and you don't have anything you want to add on to that, Pastor Chris, same thing, we can go to a song. And I love to add the callers in because sometimes they, they have things that they want to know or they have prayer, whatever they have. We want to address that on today. So, Pastor Chris, you have a song. Sister Tree, you clear? Sister Tree? I'm good. My soul is happy, 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 happy. I'm good. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Pastor Chris, are you clear to go to the song? Yes, I am, because if I take this mic, we this whole thing gonna be shut down. So we gonna take we gonna take a break and when we come back, hopefully when we add the callers in the mix, we don't go full blown church up in here. So okay. we'll be right back. Right. Don't you right. dare move a muscle. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now. TPB Radio. TPB Radio. What if you call me and don't feel me near you? Will you still trust me? What if I tell you to let go of the very thing that you think you have to hold? Will you trust me? Yes. I'll trust you, Lord. What if it costs my life? Yes. I'll trust you, Lord. What if I lose the very thing I love so dear? Yes. Somebody say, yes, I'll trust you, Lord. Somebody say, yes. Come on, put your hands up. Say, yes, I'll trust you, Lord. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Ah, I can hear Jesus singing. I know the thing is easy. I 
Spin Award nominated. Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPV Radio. All right, welcome back, everyone. We'll go now to our uh, callers, uh, Pastor Chris. Yes, ma'am. All right, callers, we will read the last four digits of your phone number. So the first caller up, 9809-9809. Welcome to the buffet. God bless you. Are you on mute, 9809? That's the last four digits of your phone number. You're welcome to speak at this time. Okay. That's Chris. We'll, we'll move forward, and maybe before we quit, we'll go back to that number. Maybe they'll catch on to how we do this. I've never saw this number before. Okay. Yeah, this is a new number. Yes, ma'am. We'll, we'll come back to you, 9809. Next caller. 6015, 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. We feel free, and Dorothy Curry. Just listening. Good. All right. Good afternoon. We pray that uh, mm-hmm. the buffet meets you and Aunt Dorothy in, in um, good health on today. Uh, shout out to Aunt Dorothy, one of our faithful listeners. Shout out to her two mm-hmm. caretakers, Lucille Preacher and the lovely... Uh, Shirley Allen, and also a, fill, um, a substitute teacher, we're going to call her, Sharon Preacher. God bless you all. <laughs> God bless you all, and thank you so much for being with us on a weekly basis and allowing us to be able to share what we know with you. God bless. Amen. Next caller, 5456, 5456. You are live on the air. God bless you. Hi, Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Do you have your phone on mute, love? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Deborah. I just get, say get God, God bless you to everyone, and I'm really enjoying the talk. Um, I will trust. I love you Amen. all. I will trust love the Lord. More. Amen. We thank God for Sister Deborah, um, a lovely woman that uh I, I have a lot of respect and admiration for. Thank you so much, Sister Smith, for being uh, faithful to listen to the buffet. We pray that God would uh, add to your life uh, some something of substance that can keep you on your path and keep you moving forward in God. God bless. Thank you for listening. I received it. Thank you. All right. Last caller. I think we know who this is. 5551, 5551, you are live on the air. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, at, I Good morning. I'm about to make me choke on my food because y'all showing up to me. And, um, <laughs> and Lorraine, you can stay out of my business because, like, Lord, I, I do I do have a virtual job. And where my headquarters mm-hmm. is, I've been like, Jesus, I really don't see myself there. I really don't want to move there. But then on the flip side, I'm like, okay, well, God, if I'm supposed to be there, I trust you. So Amen. get out my business because, no, my flesh still don't want to move. But if it's right. in his will, then I will be obedient. Amen. Amen. It's always a pleasure having you. Uh, 
Did we give her a name last week, Pastor Chris? Oh, what was that? You know I'm that hot pepper. Yeah. I'm yeah, that hot pepper. Yeah, we gave we gave mm-hmm. that pepper, peppers on the on the line. It's always oh, a treat for me uh, to be with my nieces and, and nephews and children, uh, grandchildren, because you know when you knew how to when we we first started this walk, we tried our best to sow into their lives. And sometimes we sowed some good stuff, and sometimes we sowed some stuff we wanted them to throw away after they got to be adults. And it's just a blessing and an honor to hear uh, you all speak. Uh, with us and, and uh, not against us. You know how we used to do. We tell you something like, y'all just old. And now we're all on the same page. It's just amazing to me. So, uh, Pastor Chris, can we return back? Thanks, uh, Maquita. Can we return back to that 9809? And maybe now they have something they would like to say. Not a problem. 9809, 9809, you are live on the air. God bless you. Okay. 9809. Not, okay. Okay, well, 9809, uh, we thank you. We thank God that you're here. Uh, we pray that as well that something is being said to bless you. And we pray that uh, you won't, this won't be your first and last time coming uh, to the buffet. We enjoy you being here, even if, you know, you didn't have anything to say. It's not mandatory. We just like giving opportunity, okay? God bless and thank you for being here with us on today. Uh, we also like to Amen. give a shout out to. Sister um, Ella Priester and her two caretakers, um, Sister Josie Priester and Sister uh, Hathenia uh, Callier. Also, we'd like to give a shout-out to Sister Alice Fields, who does not at this point in her life have a caretaker. We love her much. And also, last but not least, Sister Earthly Erin, we'd like to give a shout-out to her. Also, we'd like to pray for her on today. Uh, she's a little under the weather. We'd like to pray for Sister Earthly and her two caretakers. Sister uh, Edna Moore, pontoon. We like to keep Sister Eartha Lee in our prayers, and um, we just want to just uh, pray that you guys will continue to come and be with us. It's an honor. It's a privilege that you do so. Uh, going back to the scripture, um, I can just stop on verse 1 because it's amazing um, just listening to that particular scripture and how it tells us that God has always been. And also... Um, uh, being face to face with God in the in the trying times of our life, a lot of times when we go face to face with God, depending on what trial we're in, we like to be like David in many cases and say, "Get him, God." <laughs> and the thing about God is, I think the reason why many of us don't like to go face to face with Him because when we go with that attitude of "Get him, God," He always put a mirror in our face, and He doesn't show us the other person; He shows us us. So what he's saying to us is, I I want you to change because they're not willing. So I need to create change in you. I need them to be able to see God in you because they're not willing to embrace what I'm trying to give them. And I need the willing participant to have this anointing that I'm trying to put on you. And so that's one reason why we don't always like to go talk to God because God always don't like to talk about that other person. He loves to bring us out and going to the second scripture where it says long before you gave birth to the earth and before the mountains were born you have been from everlasting to everlasting the one and only true God so if if he's a one and only true God that tells me that there's a great possibility there's some false gods 
So now, mm. when we look at our life and we decide whether we want to, we want the real or we want the memory. We want that pretend real, or do we really want real? So the, the, that decision becomes ours. And also, while we were on break, I saw something else, and I need to draw from that, where it talks about uh, becoming that Christian that God ordained for us to become. We have to first of all be sown. And I don't know where I saw that, Jesus. We have to be sown. S-O-W-N. That's uh, God's responsibility. He sows us into the earth realm. Then, once yeah. we're sown into the earth realm, now we have the responsibility of growing. We have to make up our minds that we're willing to grow in this thing called Christianity. That's my responsibility. Whether I grow up in God, that's truly, truly up to me. Not up to you to come and make me do it. It's up to me to decide uh, to go with the plan of God and allow him through his Holy Spirit to grow me up. So sown is God. Grown or growing is our responsibility. There's another, there's another part that goes with being sown and grown. It's called uh, blown, B-L-O-W-N. Now that part, the blow up part, is the part where the Holy Spirit again takes charge because in order for us to be expanded, that's a tedious job that has to be done by an experienced person. We're not, we're not experienced enough to do that job. We have to trust that part of the work to the Holy Spirit. He has to do that in us. We have to, our, our role in that is to just participate or be still. You know how you go to a doctor and he's going to give you a shot? He knows the shot hurts. He tells you. He said, this is going to hurt or this is going to sting a little bit, but I need you to be still. Now, that's something that has to be decided by me to be still, but the, the, the injection, <laughs> yeah, the injection of me being blown up or me favoring my daddy, that's God. And then after, after that, there's another part, and I had all of this marked before while we were into a song, and I have mislocated it. So you know what I'm going to do? It's important. Uh, so, Teresa, if you have anything to say, you have the floor. If not, we're going we're gonna to try another one of those songs. Or Pastor Chris. Yes, ma'am. Uh, this, see, see, people don't understand that when you're doing this change for the natural, for example, everyone has their thing with them. Like, you know, we, we have all these different programs to get ourselves clean or detoxed or what mm-hmm. have you. And, and and Sister Tracy said something very powerful in regards to how we tend to relapse on when mm-hmm. God does something so off the wall and off the chain. We tend to relapse and get comfortable. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to like this one. But we get so comfortable to the point that we think that God owes us a favor. Uh-oh. We get wow. so caught up in God owes me this because I'm sacrificing my life and I'm sacrificing what I used to do. I used to go into the club every Saturday, Friday, and Saturday night. I used to get lit every Friday, Saturday night. I used to do all this stuff. And now I decided, see, the key word is I, I decided 
to mm-hmm. follow Jesus. But see, let me tell you something. When God calls you, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh-oh. What do I mean? Well, when you are walking this natural life, right, we, we, mm-hmm. we go through these different building blocks in life. This is not – this is – outside of Christ. See, and we go through these different stages where we grow, mature, we, we, we get nurtured into, we get uh, mentored to, all these things, but then we forget where we come from. Uh-oh. See, mm-hmm. this is why God is so profound in the natural life, because, see, we get so caught up in the progression, but we don't give God praise for the Recession. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Let, let, let me stop getting started. See, we, we don't give God praise for when he stops the blessings and overflow. We don't give God the praise when we're stuck in a situation where we know God can only do the impossible, but yet, like Sister Tracy said, we are relapsed because we feel that God owes us something. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I got news for you. He don't know us a thing. See, the thing about it is he didn't even have to send his son down here, first of all, to die for our sins and to be that sacrificial lamb for our knucklehead. Uh-oh. Mm. Oh, Pastor Christie and hard this morning, y'all. Y'all need to put some uh, 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 cold, cold water on him because he's absolutely acting off the chain. Well, see, I'm a little upset at the fact that the devil always – tries to do stuff. Now, I know God allows, and see, this is what, let let me explain this. See, when you're about to be elevated in God, the devil Mm. has to ask permission first. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. See, they're not getting it. See, we like Mm. to blame the devil on a lot of stuff, right? But see, sometimes God allows things to happen in our life so that he can get the glory. Not me, not 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 Pookie and JJ, but God. See, once we start understanding that God is the ultimate in our life, and when we stop getting in his way, thinking we know it all, uh-oh, and when we let God lead us and let, uh, let our brokenness be restored, see, we say this scripture all the time, ladies, that what the devil meant for harm, and we mm-hmm. get all we crazy, and we start having mm-hmm. church and praise breaking and backflipping all over the church. But Jesus mm-hmm. will restore you and use it for your good. But see, we don't go a little bit deeper than that. See, ex- we have to accept his acceptance on our life. Uh-oh. Let, let, let me reel that back. We have to accept his acceptance in our life, as God restores our life, you will be in awe once again at who Jesus is and what he can do with anyone who simply comes humbly and hungry to be Mm -hmm. restored. Let me say that slow. He can do with anyone who simply comes humbly and hungry to be restored. So God don't care how many degrees you got on your wall. God don't care how many churches you have in 12 locations if you don't give yourself 
to God and humble yourself. Well, what does that mm-hmm. mean? I humble myself. Hey, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, let me explain. See, there's a big difference between humbling and being prideful. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. See, I am in a place right now. I don't know about you. I don't know all about you that's listening. I'm in a place right now that if God takes it all away, I know that he will restore it tenfold. And I'm not just talking about material. I'm talking about being broken in the spirit of God, taking all that muck and mire and nonsense that's in my heart. I want to love like God, be like God, act like God, and not be affected by the nonsense of the toxic waste that we call this life. Oh, man, Pastor Chris is going hard this morning. But, see, I'm sick and tired of people saying that they know God, they love God, they be God, they act God. But then when it comes to the point that we need to be like Christ, we don't show up. Uh Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. We, 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 we drop the ball. We we miss the mark, and then we got a nerve to put somebody's life on blast. Uh oh! And then we want to talk about them. Listen, we need to be very careful who we put our lips on in this season. Uh oh! Mm-hmm. We need to be very careful because God is breaking people. And he's giving the devil permission to break them. So when they come and arise from the ashes, y'all don't hear me. When he comes and he restores what was broken and puts you together piece by piece in his glory, in his word, in his love, not not Pookie and Bishop and, and Apostle and all of them, when he does the work. He will restore you and replace everything. Come on here now. Come on. Where you at? Come on, Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, where are you? Listen. Until he... Are you there, Pastor Chris? Teresa, are you here? I'm here. Okay. I don't know what this I don't know. What, this this is the nonsense there, I'm Chris? talking about. Yeah, okay, I'm here. Out. This is the non this is the nonsense I'm talking about, right? See, right. first of all, this show was supposed to be streaming live, right? Here's a perfect example on how the devil just wants to throw a chink in the chain. Not only he wants to shut up the message that we're bringing today on the virtual Mm -hmm. scale, but he's also trying to do it right here on the podcast radio side. Why? Because he knows that the word of God is raw, uncut, uncensored, and is not for the faint of heart. See, the problem is when you shake the atmosphere and you rock the devil's world, he's going to throw everything at you to get you discouraged. Well, I got news for you because today ain't the day. Pastor Chris has had enough of his nonsense. 
Pastor Chris had enough of people saying, oh, I got you. I got your back. Oh, you give so much. Oh, you this, you that. Look, I'm not doing it for you, baby. I'm doing it for my God. Because, yes, God will supply. Uh-oh. See, mm-hmm. see, see. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry, lady. I, I, I've been through one trying week, and I'm really trying to be nice not to kick the devil's head, clean off his head this morning, because he's been trying me for the last week. Well, guess what? I know my assignment. I know who I am in God. I am walking in the confidence of who he called me to be. Not what Apostle said, not what Punky said, not what JJ said, but what he said. And regardless of the fact, I will not stop loving the people of God, and I will not stop this ministry from going forward because of the nonsense in the natural. But I guarantee you one thing, God's going to get the victory over everything that is affecting your life. Everyone that's listening, everyone that's on this line, God is doing something in your life strategically. He is turning everything upside down strategically. So when it's time for you to walk your destiny and your purpose, he will guide you to the truth, Mm -hmm. not to my truth, not to Apostle's truth, not to Pastor's truth, not even with the Saturday Mercedes crew's truth. He's going to lead you to relationship with him, and he will do anything in his power to protect his son, to protect his daughter, because it's time to rise from the ashes. These dry bones will be alive in Jesus' name. Oh, my God, take this microphone before I go completely bananas, drill sergeant. I am being unsubordinate this morning. I'm not obeying the rules this morning, but I'm sick and tired of the devil making sure that his people stay down. Well, I got news for you. God's going to continue to move in this season where you like it or not. I'm done. Back to you. It's already done. Hey, man, I, I found a place that I wanted to speak about uh, the processes of our, uh, of our life when we uh, decide to uh, realize that we're just like grass. We're just like dust. We're only here for a short period of time. After I say this, I would like to give uh, Sister Roberta uh, the floor because she hasn't had much to say. But um, we're like that grass. And, and let's read verse 3 of Psalms 90 before we uh, de- uh, explain that. Verse 3 says, uh, when you speak the word, life returns to me. And there are many Christians who need a word from God because you are, you are declared the walking dead. Because anytime we're out uh, uh, in motion and God is not the author and the finisher of our story, we are the walking dead. We need God to speak life back into us so that we can return back to right standing with God. Man turns back to dust. So we only have a few days, and we're going back to dust. And so when we think about what is our responsibility between God speaking life and returning to dust, that's as Brother Adolph used to say, that's the dash in the middle. Well, 
We're sown upon the earth. So that's, that shows life, to be sown. Then we have, to, we have the responsibility of being grown, growing up in the things of God. And then we have the responsibility of allow, allowing the Holy Spirit, whose job is to blow. So we, we need to be blown. And when you think about being blown, you think about having a leaf blower, blowing the debris from our turf. And so that's what being blown is all about, allowing the Holy Spirit to remove those things that are not uh, dedicated to build our turf, to bring us up to another level. They're just there as a choker, something to keep the sun from reaching our root system. And so we need the Holy Ghost to blow us. And then after we've been blown, saints of God, we need to be mown. We need to be mowed. I'm sorry. We need to be mowed. We need our hair cut. We need to be leveled off. We need to be made um, physically attractive so that when we go out carrying the glorious gospel, we won't look like the average Joe, but we'll have something on us that would be a drawer uh, that would draw people to us and not run people away from us. And once all that happens, know what time it is after we've been sown, grown, blown, and mowed? It's time then to be gone. <laughs> that grass, that grass, that returning back to dust, that shows you just how short life is. And so what do we need to be doing between that dash? We need to be working, adamantly working. We need to be dedicated to the work. We need to be committed to the job of getting ourselves in right position to be, consi- to be uh, eternally with God. Because we're going to spend eternity somewhere. We decide whether it's with God or in the hot place. Sister Roberta. My God. And as she, as she comes, what, mm. what gets us to those places? Trusting in the Lord. Delighting ourselves in him. Committing our ways to him. Resting in God. And waiting patiently for him to do what's necessary for the next move. Say it again. Where's your trust? Mm. Are we operating in trust? Are we still operating in fear? Have we gotten to the place of faith? Are we still in foolishness? Are we delighting ourselves in the Lord? Are we giving the same benedictions as the world? I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. Or are we delighting Mm. ourselves in God? Are we kind of relaxing in God? Are we kind of laying back in God? Are we worried? Have we committed our way to the Lord? Have we dedicated what we do to God? Have we ran it past God how to do? Like like Sister Treat say, Lord, where my birthday party need to be? Miami, Florida. Really? How, how to put that together? And he comes back and he puts the pieces to the puzzle together. And when she gets there, there's an overflow. How did she know it was God when she got to Miami? I'm glad you asked. There was an overflow. When we run in ourselves, we barely have enough. We run on scarcity. <laughs> but when we operate in God, always an overflow. So if we haven't gotten to the place of overflow, I say you haven't gotten to the place of God. Then there's a rest that comes in, in the Lord. When we've done these things that, that are necessary, when we've gone blow, blow by blow and step by step, there's a place in that, in that uh, process. It's called rest. How do I rest? And run because I, I can relax because I know I'm where God called me to be. Like Sister Teresa say, had that position open up three weeks prior when the when the word came down, give it to us, it would have interfered 
with the things of God. And God didn't allow it to be so. He said, put that on the desk and forget it's there for, for three weeks because my baby got to go to Miami because there's some people that need to be brought back to life in Miami. I'm flying them in from all over the world because they need to be stirred in their spirit, man. They need to return back to life. They need to quit walking around dead on the inside and live out with it on the outside so somebody can see life and want God. And last but certainly not least, just wait on me, baby, because I'm so coming. And the chef is here, and she'll have words at this time. Where we at? Waiting? We, we, we trusting, we delighting, we committing, we resting, and we waiting patiently. <laughs> That's a lot, ain't it? What I do? What do I do while I wait? Oh, Jesus! Tell us. What do I do while I wait? You know, you 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 ever been in a situation where things was tough, and and the, and the doctor say, "Wait." Oh, Jesus! Or the doctor say, "I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. Are you? I mean, different circumstances. Whatever the situation is, he's. In other words, he lets you know. That I've done all I can do. Now you gotta wait. Now wait a minute. While I wait, what am I do while I wait? What do I do while I wait? I just sit here and fold my arms. I just sit here. But how do I stop my mind from moving as I wait? How do I stop these negative things from going through my mind while I wait? How do I stop all these thoughts, emotions, these fiery darts, these things that have come up, telling me the worst, the worst scenario that could ever happen? Is going to happen. How do I stop this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> he said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew yeah. their strength. So I, my strength can only come through him. I got to wait on him to bring it. It's just like, you know, you ever had to, you ever, you know, expected a check and needed it like yesterday? Mm-hmm. And the come in the mail. Today is supposed to come in the mail, but I got to wait on the mailman to bring it. Oh, Lord. And it looks like he's so so late. When when is he coming? But I can't do nothing until he gets here. And that's the way we wait on the Lord. But while we wait, most of the time while we wait, we're trying to do something while we wait. We can't do nothing until he comes. And that's an old, I thought it was a cliche for, for, for old people used to sing this song, I know I'm a child of God, although I move so slow, but I wait on the spirit to come. And I just thought, that, what in the world, what is they talking about? What are they talking about? I wait on the spirit to come. But they were saying, I'm waiting on the Lord. Because he has time in this for us, not for him. He could do it yesterday, but our faith is not on yesterday's faith. Our faith is not even on today's faith. Our faith is on, I don't know if he's going to do it or not. Mm. Maybe he might not do it. Mm. But until we get to that, even if you don't, Lord, I trust you. Even if you don't, don't, I'm going to still remain faithful and know you are God. That you can do it, whether you do it or not. I'm going to remain to say, you are able. And that's where we have to, we have to get to a place where you ever seen a stubborn child that's not going to move? You hit them, you bump them, you do everything, and you just whoop them until they break down. Well, that's the way I will say it has to become. It has to become so stubborn that the enemy say, I can't break them. 
They won't move. Because the thing that the enemy tries to bring to take you out, God takes you over with it. It's not a cliche. This is a reality. This is a fact. If you wait on him, he'll show up. If you wait on him, he comes. Because he said that, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting on you to call me so that I can answer. I'm waiting on you to get in the right frame of mind so I can answer. I'm waiting on you to get out of the way so I can move. I'm waiting for you because we say, I'm waiting on God. And God said, no, I'm waiting on you because you still think you got some strength. You still think you got some wisdom. You still think you got some understanding. You still think you're more educated than I am. See, you think because you've been to these universities that you got the answer. You can say, oh. The right words, the big words, and you got A's on your test. And I, I graduated with a 4.0, and I went to the biggest theologian college, and I've been to to this university, that university. And God said, "Really? I made the university." My God. Oh Lord. So we'll, we'll never get bigger than him. We'll never get smarter than him. That's when Nicodemus failed. He thought he said, "Look, little simple thing." God told him and broke him down. Broke him down. He said, except you be born again. Nicodemus said, born again? See, this joker done went through all these uh, uh, colleges and stuff. And he's a uh, uh, rule and all this stuff. He said, little simple thing. He said, I got to go back in my mama's womb. But Jesus was talking over his head over a little thing about just being born again. Being born again. Now, he didn't know that. Then he asked Peter, he asked the disciples another question. Who do men say that I am? And he told him, he said, now who do you say I am? Peter jumped up and said, thou the Christ, the son of the living God. He told Peter, in other words, he said, Michigan State didn't didn't reveal that to you. The University of Michigan didn't reveal that to you, but my father. So what is it, the knowledge that God gave the revelation to? He gave it to the one that submitted to him. The one that wanted to hear from him. That's where you that's why that's what you do while you wait. Listen. Listen. When he say, My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. And this time, you know, you say, Lord, I'm not sure, well, don't move. I think mm. that you don't move. It sounds like it don't move until you know in your know you know that is God. And he said when he told Peter, he said, Peter, Peter, come. When Peter saw who he was walking on the water, he said, Peter, come. And what Peter did, he didn't ask one question. He stepped out in faith and began to walk on the water. Our circumstances is a is an ocean, and we can't walk on them. Because if we try, we'll drown. But if we allow him to bid us to come and say what he said, peace, be still to the storm. No matter what your life, no matter what's going on in your life, whether it's sickness, whether it's death, whether it's finance, whether it's marriage, whether it's wayward children, it don't matter. Mm. Because we have to realize this one thing. God is bigger than our problems, and he's greater than our fears. And one of the things we're afraid of 
and that's failing. Mm. I look like a failure. I look like a fool. Mm. But God said he took he took the foolish thing to confine the wise. But when you look when you look, Jesus didn't look like he came from nothing. He didn't look like he came from wealth. He didn't look like nowhere to nowhere to be buried, buried in a in a stable. Everything barred. The tomb was barred. He didn't look like wealth. But everything was barred belongs to him. But he didn't come out looking like So everything we need. Get it from it because he got it. It belongs to him. We learn how to trust him. We learn how to lean on him. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're standing and you get tired and you're like, you just lean on something for a little rest. Just lean on him. Mm. Tears falling down, lean on him. Crawling on your knees, lean on him. When they say no, lean on him. We have to learn how to lean on him. Trust him. It's a process. It's, he's trying to take us. I hear Pastor Chris said that earlier. When God's trying to take you to a, a higher hike in him, deeper depth, all hell going to break loose. Amen. And it breaks loose. It either breaks loose before, during, or after. But rest assured, the enemy ain't going to allow you to be blessed and just sit there and say, Oh, glory. You know, like, mm mm. I got to, I, I got I to show this person up. I got to get them, get their faith to where they don't believe that God is doing this. Mm. That's what, that's his job. But our job mm. is to do what? Trust and believe. Lord, I trust you. It hurts. I trust you. I don't know where you're taking me, but I trust you and keep on walking. Keep on going in Him. When they talking about you, when the haters come, say, hey. When they when they start telling you all the negative, just turn just turn it around and say, you know what? I didn't know you felt that 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 way about me. Oh, My blessing that God is blessing me with. I didn't know that. Mm. When they start telling you how, girl, I thought you was a Christian, girl. Thank you. I sure appreciate mm. that compliment. Mm. That's why we have to learn how to walk in this Christian life. When they start. Uh, uh, Saying who Jesus was, and he just started demonstrating who he was. My God. <laughs> mm. Just start demonstrating that's good, yeah, that's good. who he is. Mm. That's the love and the trust. Don't lean to your own understanding. People are here to tear you down. Satan has sent them just to tear you thumb down. But, it, but, but what you are to do is when he try to tear you down, Lift up Jesus. And as Jesus go up, you go up too. He said, I draw. If I be lifted up, I draw. You, ain't got to, you know what he's going to draw? He's going to draw them the same haters to come back and say, you know what? That's what it's about. That's right. My God. And that's what we're supposed to be saying. My God. My God is stronger. My God is mightier. My God is powerful. My God got this. Sure. Although you don't see it, you don't feel it, but you mm. got to know it by faith. 
because the record shows you had a record. If they that wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. So it's not in the person. And that's the thing that we've done in life, trust in people. Trust in people. We trust in our children because we thought they were going to do great things. We thought they were going to be the best of this, and they let us down. Teachers, professors, pastors, husbands, wives, you name it. I would trust there. And what happened? They did just that, let us down. You know, I love you so much. I never, I'll die for you. And won't take out the trash for you. Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus. (laughs) Put our our love, put our trust where it's supposed to be in God. Put it in him. Unlovely, lovable. Say, God, I need your help. I don't know how to love them, but I'm asking you to do it through me. And that's all God is doing. When I found out what God was doing in my life, I went through a terrible storm. And I had the audacity to ask God why. Mm. And he didn't tell me. I cried. I cried for days. Oh, God, why? God, I do it this. Oh, God, why? And when I settled down enough to hear, he told me these little words. He's in order that you may know how to forgive. Mm. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking all you got to do is just tell me. <laughs> but he had been told me. It's in the word. But we have to die in mm. order for the spirit of God to become alive. So I had to die to the hurt. I had to die to those things in order for the power of the resurrection Christ to become alive in me. Yeah, I'd be the glory. I'm I'm excited about what he's doing. Because one of my favorite verses is Paul. I learned this. Learned how to stand on it. Because one thing about the scriptures is this. We can quote them, we can read them, but until we eat them and they become alive in us, there's no property, except they become alive. In order for something to live in you, it has to move and grow. So when when you learn how, when you start asking God for different things, then he's going to put the word in you. Now Now this other fleshly stuff has to get out. How do you get it out? How do you? You have to exercise it. You got to pump it. You got to pump the word of God. You have to keep keep quoting the word of God. I begin to ask the Lord. I start praying the prayer. Oh, Lord, that I may know you. And the power mm-hmm. of your resurrection, the fellowship of your soul. I want to know you. Oh, and know how, he, know how he taught me? By sending people to tear me down. Oh. And he said, you, you want to know me? This is who I am. Love them. Treat them right. They don't know what they're doing. 
Because if they would know, they would know what they wouldn't be treating you like that. Now I got to go around with a smile on my face and people stabbing me in my back. My God. But you know what happened? The resurrection power began to become alive in me. Once I said yes and died to, to my flesh, the resurrection power began to live. Because it wasn't me. Because, see, I was a vindictive person. I'm going to get you back. <laughs> I'm going to get you back. But that was the part he was trying to kill in me. He couldn't use that. He Don't couldn't use shoot. that. So he was trying to kill that. But I was all right with it. But if I needed to go farther in him, that had to die. Except the fall of wheat, fall in the ground and dies. It remains alone. But if it dies, it brings forth more fruit. So God wants us to produce fruit in our lives. Fruit in our lives. And that's how he does it. That's how it works. He got to prune us. (laughs) He got to cut some stuff off. He got to pull off the more dead leaves. And it don't feel good. Oh, but baby, when it's finished, you be like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Pastor Chris, come on. Oh, see, see, she on on through all of the the 13 herbs and spices up in this meal. And then you want to pass the baton to me? Oh, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, we, we, we about to have an eruption up in here. See, it's in, it's in the fire that God brings us back. See, it's not about what we know. It's who we know, right? That's the saying that we say in the natural, right? But see, right, right, I got right. news for you. See, the Jesus that we serve is like that undercover uh, operative that you don't even see coming. See, Jesus is that person that's laying in the trenches, camouflaged, just waiting to snipe the devil's head clean off. Mm -hmm. But see, we can't get in the way. We can't jump in the line of fire. We can't be Jesus because Jesus is the only one that can do it. But see, we got so (laughs) caught up in our own understanding. Uh Uh-oh. Right, right. We got caught up in our own popularity. Oh, my head is so gassed up. The people are just coming and blocking to me. See, that's the problem. We're so caught up on self. Jesus does not care about you, man. He cares mm-hmm. about your soul. He doesn't care about how much you got. He cares about your soul. He don't care about how many cars you got in the driveway. He cares about your soul. If Are you leading my people to the cross? Are you helping my people when they're going through in their natural life? Are you helping them through it? And the answer is, in some of our churches, not all, is no. Uh Uh-oh. Here he goes again, bashing the church, ladies. No, I'm not bashing the church. I'm bashing the system. Uh Uh-oh. It's a difference. See, we got this toxic system going on in some of our churches, and people mm-hmm. are, are hurting. People are going yeah. through real situations but have no basic training to use the scriptures to stand on. Uh-oh. Right. I'm talking to me. Right. I don't know who about y'all, but I'm talking to me. See, it, it, it messed me up, y'all, because I had all the 
head knowledge. I had all the book smarts, but I had no street smarts in the spirit. Uh-oh. What do I mean? See, I didn't know how to activate my spiritual wealth in my natural because I was so busy trying to sound all eloquent and so uh, uh, electrifying with my words and so all this nonsense that God's just sitting there looking like, bro, what are you doing? I didn't call you to sound that way. I gave you a distinct voice. Chef has her distinct voice. Drill Sergeant has her distinct voice. Why are we trying to mimic after all these folks that ain't even got you to the cross in the first place? Uh Uh-oh. But we want to be the first one to put somebody in the chopping block or throw them to the wolves because they ain't tickling your fancy. Well, I got news for you. This walk with Christ ain't going to tickle your fancy. It's going to make you feel some kind of way. It's going to even test your own But when you get down the trenches, like Chef says, when you start eating this word and you apply it in your life, I guarantee you there's no theology. Uh Uh-oh. There's no university. There's no double doctrine. There's no uh, all this nonsense we're chasing after could match to the life skills of the word. When you line this life with the word of God, he will keep you protected. Are you going to feel some kind of way sometimes? Absolutely. Are you going to feel weak in the knees? You can hardly speak like that old song says. Absolutely. But it's in your weak knees that God can give you the power to get through your stuff. But we've got to trust God. And the only way we're going to do that is get out the way and let God be God. That's my final thought. I'm done. So take it away. Drill Sergeant, Chef, Hot Sauce, somebody take the mic back to you. It's so uh, true. And as I was listening um, to both of you go forward, uh, when we get into the fire, we don't have to worry about uh, uh, being overly concerned about discarding things that are not of God. Because when you get in the fire, you want the pain to stop. So you're saying to God, Lord, whatever you need to take, take it. I'm not trying to hold on to anything in this fire. I'm really just trying to uh, get the pain to stop. And so we're just grateful uh, on that. Having said that, we become grateful for the fire because we realize that the only way is going to stop or discontinue is if it accomplishes the mission that it was sent forth to do. It's not going to report back to God's voice. So it's going to do what it was sent to do. So when we get to the place where we realize that and we're good with it, then we won't cry, take it away as much as, Lord, complete your work so the pain can quit. Uh, Sister Tracy, we want to go now to final thoughts. We have about eight more minutes. We want to go to final thoughts uh, for today. Uh, uh, you have time to share at this time. Hey, man, I have really uh, thoroughly enjoyed just hearing God move through each of us on the broadcast today. Um, I thank God for every valley experience that I had in my life. I thank him because 
during those times are the times that I had to learn to trust and depend on him solely. When your mm-hmm. back is up against the wall and you don't have anyone to go to, and the only thing you could do is scream the name Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you, <clears throat> you know, feel like the everything is caving in, no matter what you do, it's like this fails and that fails and this and that. Um, a lot of times the things that we are going through, uh, God allows them because we actually put ourselves in those situations. We mm-hmm. didn't ask God from the beginning, Lord, is this your will for my life? We just said, oh, yeah, this looks good. It feels good. I'm going with it, you know. Right. Um, and, and I can attest to that in my own life, uh, my first marriage and the divorce that I went through. Um, I set that up. That wasn't no God. That was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. when I went through the fire, I mean, it was torching, <laughs> torching fire. Um, when I went through it, it was like, dang. God, now I need you. I'm just going, all the things that's broken, I'm throwing in there. Here, you you do the Humpty Dumpty thing and you put it back together. You put my life back together because I can't do this. I can't even see my way right now, you know. Um, I have no idea. You're going to have to be my compass. You're going to have to be my map. You're going to have to be my instructor. I need you to carry me through so that I can get to a better place in my life and in a better place than you. And when I threw my hands up and and waved the white flag, SOS, Mm -hmm. Lord, I I give up. I give up. I can't do it. Uh, That's when I saw, literally, I saw uh, everything being placed strategically in my life. Um, There's a healing process that has to take place with things that we go through, um, we have to go through the healing. And a lot of us don't want to go through the healing. We just want to go on and get to the next best thing. It's not about the next best thing or the greatest thing. It's about dwelling in him. It's about being in his presence. And so, um, and that's definitely something that I had to learn. You know, I even look at um, people who want the biggest and the best homes and the biggest and the best cars and you get all that stuff and you're still empty. You're still right. miserable. So it's not about the stuff. It's about having substance. And the greatest substance there is on earth is a relationship with the Father and the Son um, and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So I I just give God the praise, you know, um, like I said, because for every valley experience, I got to know God more and I got to know him deeper. You know, um, I read my words more, you know, and when we were saying earlier about remaining in that place, if we remain there where you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, you go straight into your word, or you turn on your worship music, and you go into the inner courts, you know, with God, you know, just being in his presence, if we just remain in that, can you imagine where we would be and how right. forceful and powerful our lives will be in touching uh, the world and touching those that don't know him, you know, because he shines through us. So if we would just stay where he wants us, then he can use us. His presence in us can be used to draw other people. And that's, that's really what this walk and this journey is all about. So I just give God the praise, you know, for all that he is doing um, and even 
uh, I like to hear your stories, everyone's stories, because it strikes fire within me, you know. I'm like, yeah, God did do that for me. I remember this time and that time. You know, sometimes we forget some stuff. So it's good to hear people share so that you can reflect on where God has brought you from. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris. We'll see everyone on next week. God bless you. Have a good day. This is Howard Lavelle, and you're listening to the Salmon's Voice Radio Network. Now walk with me, family, and let's go. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.